Welcome to Married AF. We are your hosts, Brooke and Randall Fowler. On this show, we discuss the topics that really matter. Like Big Veiny Cox and our favorite TV shows. So pull up a chair at our kitchen table and hang out. While I bulldog my nuts. This is happening. Important question. If in the middle of this podcast, because this is Brooke's chair, I decide to do this in the nude, <laughs> is she going to be offended? No, hell no. She'll Perfect. be fine with She's that. She's got like some Windex. Yeah, and we got multiple chairs. And Perfect. Other stools. and I'm know. not saying it's going to happen. It might happen, though. But you never you know. You never know. I don't ever count that, uh, that out. I mean, me and you, you know, we have our uh, sauna sessions, and, and they're basically almost nude. There was a guy not long ago that had only his towel with his yeah, ass I've cheeks seen, pulled Yeah, I've seen apart. that several times. Ass pulled We apart need, matter of fact, hot. right now, if you're listening to this podcast, we need an assistant to sit in the sauna where they can write that down, because there's just wisdom being thrown out of yeah, there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I've, I thought about it today. I was like, you know, the some of the young guys that have sat in there, and by the way, they don't say a word. They don't say a word. They know better. Yes. It's Even like the no. old dude who's a big, I know what he does for a living, is pretty successful. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he wanted to chime in the other day, yeah. and he knew better. He did, and it's a respect thing, sons, and, and I get that. But I think there should be a charge. You know, Maybe pay a little, you know, five bucks to even sit in on it, or more than that. I mean, One Life should give us memberships for free. Absolutely. Because of what happens in that sauna. Yeah, if they want it to Champions to are place. born in that sauna. Yeah. And last week, like I hadn't been in like a week. And then the last time I saw you, I was ready to tap out early. And you were like, don't be a bitch. Make it to a round number. I, I'm real anal about me the round too. number. It kind of freaks me I, out. I go like on 12 minutes. Like I always end on yeah. 12. That's my number. Yeah. But, but the it, clock on the wall and your clock don't match up. So sometimes yes. when I feel like I need to tap, I justify it by the watch because sure. I figure it's the accurate time. It's satellite driven. Well, and the me, one on the wall is about four minutes off. Let me tell you how OCD I am, sounds. When I'm in there, if I'm in and someone comes in before I've made it to the 10-minute mark, mm-hmm. I have to outlast them. Yes. If they come after 10 minutes, then I'm like, you know, bitch, I've been in here deep. Right. I will leave before yeah. you. So I rolled yesterday 45 minutes. That's incredible. I, don't, that'll, that'll I got to where you. I couldn't breathe at the end. Yeah, it's I'm not going to lie to borderline you. Borderline dangerous. I had to go get my water. <laughs> I brought the water into the sauna, but I I wasn't. I was listening to a podcast and it got to about that 33 minute mark. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck, I got to make it to like a solid number, 45. Now you can't leave it 35 nah. minutes. You can't leave it 37 minutes. We're going 45. Phone was uh, watch was going off. Heart rate was too high. I didn't give a fuck. The breathing gets shallow. I found when I stay in too too long. And that's when it usually tells me, like, all right, I'm going to yeah. either pass out or... So pro sauna tip, if you want to go a certain amount of time, drop down to the lower level when you get that hot. Mm-hmm. About 10 degrees cooler down oh, there. yeah. Hot Ca- air rises. Catch your breath down there. Man up a little bit. You know. Well, in one life, though, the champions sit in the corners. By corners? The, by the, the heaters. Yeah, yes. And, and top. That's how we And have you in. noticed the, the uh, get it hotter technique? The I two sensors, it. you put the paper yeah, towel put the paper over, towel over the, the sensors, sensor. yeah, and uh, it gets hot quick. When the sauna rocks are red, oh yeah, yeah, it's intense. I just don't like it uh, when the guys come in there, and I mean I don't care. It's too hot. It's going to burn it off. But when I, I, I'm honestly more jealous when their butt is pulled apart on that hot ass wood. How yeah. they how they're doing it? Yeah, 
Like my sensitive tush. And, and there's just some that. rules. There's some etiquette rules. I don't want to hear your fucking mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. If you don't have headphones, don't play a video. <clears throat> Rule number one. Don't talk on the phone. Never do that. Yeah. And I don't want to hear a bunch of fucking laughing in there either. No. Especially if I'm in there and you and me are talking. Shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. I've seen, heard some young guys in there, and I, I want to drop some knowledge on them, but they bounce so quick. They come in. And I've been in for like 20 minutes. They come in. He's like, oh, yeah, bro. She wanted to suck my dick. And I was like, you're lying. Right. I mean, you're lying to right. your buddy right here. Like, you just Because made here's that the reality. Up. If she wanted to, you were letting her. Sure. So 100%. it would have been, hey, she sucked my dick. She did. Not she wanted yeah, to suck my no, dick. She wanted to, but I, I was, I was nah, nah, nah. Not tonight. No, thank you. Has any guy ever been like, no, no that, to the so, dick sucking? It was so full of shit. And his buddy was like, for real? I'm like, oh, God. See, and that's the, I've told my son, Griffin, for locker room reasons, because he plays football. That in the locker room, all right, 90% of it's bullshit. Right. Guys are going to be like, oh, fuck, her. You know what that means? Yeah. They probably talked on the phone. Right. Remember yeah. the Billy Madison when he's getting on the school bus? Oh, yeah. And the guy's yeah, like, absolutely. that Mrs. Vaughn, I did her. <laughs> Billy Madison's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Well, I mean, she wanted to. No, she, no, she didn't. <laughs> well, you could imagine what it would be like. And I told Griffin, I'm like, don't be the guy, right? Because if a girl, and you're a young man, and a girl's, you're lucky enough some girl shows you her boobies. This goes till you're a grown-ass man. Right. And you go blab it to everybody, guess what's not going to happen next time? No more boobies. Can no. we change total different direction? Yes, absolutely. We need to get the camera fixed on this refrigerator. You need a sponsorship. The coldest water I've ever drank in my life. <laughs> in your whole life. Like, is that a, shit. It is a beast. I'm pretty it sure is. it just froze my lungs. That was from, ni- I think that's from like 1982 when they made the real it's shit. the most amazing refrigerator I've ever seen. And when it kicks into overdrive, son, it's like, louder than a tank. I don't know how it's this cold and not frozen. Yeah. You know, it could be a, a marvel in science, but that fucker works. Dude, I mean, I put my booze in yeah. it, which is normally a freezer. Yeah, I literally think my lungs just froze when I took that sip. They're crystallized It's refreshing, right now. though. It's refreshing. Or Brooke put vodka in here and vodka doesn't freeze. Yeah, that yes, could be the secret. Could be. All right, so let's talk. This is a Write That, write that Down, Sons. This is a new show. We're already just starting off. Y'all don't even know, Sons. This is Write That Down. This is a monthly podcast. That's Gary Lamb. I'm Uncle Randy. And uh, we're here to save lives, sons. And what that means is get you a piece of paper, yes. get you a moleskin, get you a notebook, not your phone, not the tapping in. Get one of these, because it's just going to be truth bomb after truth bomb. After truth bomb. And matter of fact, at the end of the show, it's going to be one of those shows where you're like, did I just waste an hour and a half of my life? But then you're going to look at the piece of paper and be like, holy shit. 100%. Truth bomb after truth bomb, unfiltered, uncensored. Raw, living color, no holds barred. Ladies, what you wish your husband would say to you is going to happen here. Guys, right. what you wish your daddy taught you, but he was too spineless to do, yeah. is going to happen right here. Absolutely. The shit, and your buddy's not going to give you this shit, sons. Right. And listen, this, is gonna, this comes from a wealth of experience. Between us, I can tell you, we've probably won every championship there is, and we've probably lost every championship I was just going to say, is. a wealth of fuck-ups. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tons. Let's to everything. Dude, if, if it's possible, I've fucked it up before. Yeah. And, but so the first thing I want to do, because we're going to start episode one, kind of at the beginning, <clears throat> but before we do that, because we'll hit on these things during it, and it'll ruin that segment, I say we start every show with a don't do that segment. Like, don't do this if you want to be a champion. We're just going to give one nugget apiece every show. Like, something that right. champions don't do this. Right. If you want to win at life, 
you need to master this. Yeah. Not doing this. Yes. And if you're doing it now, stop doing it. Like, trust me on these. These are well-proven championship tactics that you have to eliminate certain things in order to be labeled a winner and a champion at all times. Gotcha. You go first. Oh, there's so many. There are so many. Um, but I, I've changed it up. I was going with one. Now I'm going to go. I'm going to go with loser talk. People that talk like losers because that shit means something, sons. How you talk to yourself, how you talk to your wife, how you talk behind closed doors, how you talk about yourself to other people definitely correlates to being a champion, son. And I hear loser talk all the time. There's there's certain keywords, right? I can't do that. I don't have time. That's not fair. That one right there chaps my ass. Life's not fair. Three to- Never is it fair. So why would you fucking say it? It's not fair to you, not fair to me. So when someone's like, oh, I didn't get this deal because it's not fair. You know what? That's horseshit. Yeah. Or you don't have time. I don't buy that either because fucking there's always time. It's up to you to decide what's important. There's always time, sons. Or when you say that someone else got lucky. Like people that can't celebrate other people's wins, that's loser talk. Right. That's loser talk. Right. Don't do that. Right. And we all, here's what I, my issue with luck does some people get breaks? Sure, but here's the difference. When though, I think we all get breaks. The mm-hmm. difference is, are you prepared and are you ready when those breaks come? 100%. Or did you work for those breaks to happen? Man, he got lucky and landed that contract. Or he knocked on a thousand fucking doors before he got that contract. And you met a bunch of people, right. built a network of right. people, and utilized that. To me, that's not luck. Right. Like, you know, yeah, everybody's going to catch a break. And sometimes, guess what? You also get dealt a turd, sons. You right. get dealt turds sometimes. It just fucking happens. So to sum it up in one sentence, if they were going to write that down, don't. I would say don't don't talk like a loser. Just don't right. do it, sons. You get the uh, championship mindset is the opposite of a loser mindset. And losers... Look for reasons why instead of reasons how. So when something happens, losers are like, why did that happen to me? Winners say, how did it happen to Right. Me? There's a difference. Yep. Write that down, sons, between why and how. Because why, you're looking for an excuse. How, you're looking how to make sure it doesn't happen again. Write it down, put it in your butthole, and fuck it, sons. That's the truth. That's now good. That's good. You told me you were going in this direction, mm-hmm. and so I told you I was going to go in this direction because they went opposite spectrums. Yeah. But you just threw me a curveball. I didn't know I, you were going to do did. that. I did. I did throw. I changed it last second. So like, I'm changing I'm it. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Ready, ready, ready? I'm going to give you the story first. Good. About three weeks ago, I pulled up to a gas station. I'm pumping gas. This old car pulls up to me. Doo-doo brown, Ford Tempo. Remember Ford Tempos? Yes, I do. Of old cars. Doo-doo Brown. Like, there's no doubt about it. I, I, he had to buy this from UPS. I mean, there was no way else that would have been that the brown. The only doo-doo color. The only Loud, true brown. pulls up to the pump, turns the car off. I'm talking about turns the car off and it's still... Oh, sure. You know. Still idling down. All of a sudden, the door opens. He gets out in a tuxedo. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So you know me. I said, what are you doing, man, driving that car in a tuxedo? And who are you? You know what he told me? He said, I'm not, dra- I'm not dressed to pump gas. I'm headed to my wedding. Here it is. Here, don't dress for where you are. Dress for where you're going. That's huge. Woo! That's real, sons. That Son, is real. Here's the problem. So many of you live where you are today instead of living where you should be and dreaming where you should be. 
I don't ever call. I just started a lifestyle brand, Black Sheep. I don't ever talk about it being a small company. I treat it like it's a huge company. Absolutely. I believe it's a huge company. I'm not dressed for where I'm at today in the back room making shirts single at a time. I don't think about that. I'm looking long term. I'm making moves now to decide, man, when this becomes a national brand, what systems yep. need to be placed. That dude was at the gas station in the Ford Doodoo Brown yeah, Tempo yep. in a tuxedo. But he wasn't dressed for the gas station. Yep. He was dressed for the wedding. So That's do huge. not dress for where you are. Dress for where you want to go. Yeah, I'm doing a, a shot for that. That's some real shit. And let me tell you, those two, actually, you could tie those two together, right. too. You could tie those two nuggets right. in a bow and present those to people, and that's the best present they've ever gotten. Right. Because that's so true. Bubba chimed in here with another great uh, comment that losers say. It's part of that loser mentality is, oh, that must be nice. Yes. That's a notorious That must be nice. Thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, your life must yeah. be nice. You know my favorite? You know, don't do Man, that. hey, that dude's an overnight success. Oh, yeah. Yes. Of course. Yes. They don't know when you had a negative right. bank balance right. and shit. They don't know 10 years in the running I've been planning this, working towards this, building towards this, sure. dreaming towards this. No, and that's a real thing. Like, I don't, I'm not so much like the, I'm partially like, People talk about manifesting their mm-hmm. destinies and manifesting things. I yeah. wouldn't say like I'm just out there promoting that, but I do believe in that in certain instances that if you think what you're doing is shit, right. it is shit, right. which is to your point yeah. about it's a national, I'm looking at it this way. Yeah. And people that look at their dreams like that, their dreams are never going to come to fruition. Your dreams, you have to love those dreams yeah. and believe in every single ounce of it. And that's why brands that can withstand the test of time and pique people's interest can hang around. Right. You know? Well, the problem is so many of us start and all we're looking at is the tree instead of the forest. Yep. So we're thinking about how am I going to pay first month's rent? I'm not thinking about how I'm going to pay first month's rent. I'm thinking about how am I going to go national with this brand? How am I going to go national with this business? Yes. As much as I love Canton, I'm not looking to run just festivals in Canton. I want national festivals. I want national music festivals that I'm running. I'm not looking to run Southern Honor in the action building once a month. I'm looking, yep. how do I pack out the Georgia Dome? Yep. Now, will that ever happen? I don't know. But here's what I do know. I'm setting it up, and I'm lining it up for the day that that comes. I'm not dressed for where I am today. Mm -hmm. I'm dressed for where I want to go. Let me preach to you real quick. So there's a story in the Bible, and Jesus goes back to his hometown. Now, we ain't going to get biblical a lot on here, all right? But But I live by this principle. Check this out. He goes back to Nazareth, and they look at it. The Bible says he had been performing miracles everywhere. You know what I mean? And they looked at him and said, isn't that the carpenter's son? Yeah. And it says he did no miracles there. The way people perceive you is the way people will receive you. So if you perceive yourself as I'm Uncle Randy, I just a character here in Canton, then you're Uncle Randy. That's how they're going to receive you. People ask me time, who's this Uncle Randy guy? I say international superstar. Every time that's how I answer. Living legend. Every living legend. Because the way people perceive you is the way they'll receive you. Yep. That's so I think I talked about that in the first podcast. I don't remember. No, I just I know that story. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a great story. They perceived the, him as the carpenter's son, so, so well, therefore they gonna, received him as one. He's they, not going to give them the, right. the smoke, bro. That's right. You don't want you don't believe. I remember, in the smoke, when, I'm not I remember the smoke. when that little shit was running around his mom's backyard, yep. getting us in trouble. He ain't the Messiah. Yeah, absolutely. The way you're perceived is the way you're received, yep. and we perceive people. If we perceive ourselves small, then other people are going to perceive ourselves, receive us small. Yeah. Let me give you, you, you folks a, another little nugget I guess here. I should get on here and share this on Facebook. Based huh? off this. 
All right, I'm just, I can just relay this to a recent event. A lot of you guys were there when Uncle Randy dominated the popsicle contest. You see the crown here, 18 karat gold, sons, real rubies. We um, tried 24 karat, we couldn't get it on such short you know, notice. And Gary's uh, introducing uh, myself, John Little, uh, Joshua Lee Robinson, all champions in their own right. You got the mayor there, you got the voice of an angel, and can chug beer like nobody's business. Dare I say a, a beer chugging <clears throat> god? Yeah, I mean, I would say. It's impressive what he does. And he can fucking sing. Yeah. God, he sings like an angel. Yeah. That dude can fucking rip. So my point is, though, so we're get Gary's introducing us. He introduces Uncle Randy. You know, and I throw my hand. I've been there a million times, bro. No problem. Whether I have been or not. I've been there. You got to believe in that shit. That shit is, people can smell bullshit. And that's like my number one, people ask me, and we're going to talk about this is leading into where we're going about a brand or anything you start if you give if you put content out how do you get people to follow and buy it and you just can't bullshit them it can't be horseshit i can smell through that with a lot of pretty quickly like that person don't believe that they're talking this and they don't believe it they don't they're not smoking what they're selling like right. you say and that, that i can just see through that a lot i think everybody can and that's one thing well, you don't want to fall into i'll give you a an illustration of perceive it and receive it. You walked up with that necklace on. Yes. 24 karat gold diamonds. Diamonds for days. I mean, carat diamonds all over it. Yeah. Two or three people said, who is that? You know, I looked at him and said, as matter-of-factly as possible, that's Uncle Randy. Oh, okay. They don't yep. know who the fuck Uncle Randy is. Yep. And just because I said that's Uncle Randy, they didn't, but they didn't really, who? 100%. What do you mean? Yep. I said it with confidence. I said it in the way I perceived it, and therefore they received it that way. Yep. And then when you got on stage and did what champions do, Dominated and ate it. that it popsicle was, faster, and they, they weren't even halfway through. No, it was it was really bad. I felt bad. Even Josh, Josh spit his out yeah. if you watched the tapes. Son. It's sad. He was, he was really hoping. He and, wanted to be the two-time, two-time. Uh, well, and that's a great thing to be. Right. Double champ. Double champ. fucking crazy. Champ, champ. And I couldn't beat him in chugging beer. No, no fucking way. No. no fucking way on earth I could beat that guy in chugging beer. Um, it's a gift. Popsicles yeah. are my gift, sons. You want the smoke, you'll get it. But, um, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm clearly the national champion. So, And dare I say that champions know the areas they can win in. Sure. Absolutely. Tom he Brady's not out there on the basketball court saying he can be the best. Hell no. No, he's not. All right, so I'm going to steer us right into where we're going because we do. We got even more questions since last night. Since you said no more questions for this week, we still got like three more. Because people listen so well. Because they do listen so well. Um, but that's good. We want them. They just won't. They're not going to make it on tonight's show. We'll get to them Unless we eventually. fly through them, which yeah. I don't imagine is going to happen. All right, so decided, you know, for the first episode, let's talk about starting over, like starting from scratch. People know, or most of them, will know our story. At least the first people that right. are either watching now or download the audio, which we will be putting out as right. an audio podcast as well. Uh, so and, the people and instead that of going all into that, essentially, both of us lost everything. Me at 33, you at what? I was... The same age. 33 right is the, I tell people, I man. The 33 is the big boy. I always tell people right they killed there. Jesus when he was 33. And it dude, killed that's him. real. Yeah. I, we never talked dude, about that. Dude. That's incredible. 33. I lost, to the point that I was living in someone's basement. Yeah, I had Went from zero. six figures to in someone's basement. Lost my family. Lost everything. Basically, same thing for you. I had zero dollars. Right. Zero dollars. I was pawning my shit, sons. 
And I'm not ashamed to say that. It was terrible. It was tough. But I look back on it now, and honestly, I've talked about this before. Some of my best times were being broke. Yeah. So I, I I was so broke, I had no shit to pawn. Yeah. I remember having six dollars. <laughs> you already pawned it all. I remember having six dollars. Well, no, my ex wife took it all, so I didn't have yeah. any of it. Mine did too. Mine, um, mine sold a lot of my. Shit. I, I remember. I, I shared the story, but having six dollars <laughs> and being able to buy my kids a Little Caesar pizza the first time I got to see them yep. again, and. To this day, I eat Little Caesar pizza because of that. And let me tell you, this is a similar thing. This is, I think, a lot of why uh, Gary and I hit this, hit it off so well because his Little Caesar's pizza store that's very powerful. The same thing for me. I remember having to figure out how am I going to get any money to drive and get my son in Alabama. That's a tough feeling, you yeah. know, as a dad, and I'm sure for you to be able yeah. to just buy one pizza, right? right. Dude, until you've been humbled like that, and that's kind of why I want to talk about starting over, because um, most of you have never really been humbled that way. People nowadays, they, they're like, oh, my shit's tough. I'm like, really? Is it tough? You're not looking for a place to live. Yeah. I don't, I don't, or I don't, when I, they fail mommy and daddy, somebody they, mommy's them. there with the yeah. tit oh, my to parents, bail them out. I have nothing. No family's yep. going to balance me when I lo- When I made my decision to do what I do, my mom called me and she said, what did I hear? I told her. <laughs> this is no lie. Me and my mom are still not close to this day yeah. over this. She said, don't think you're coming here. Oh, man. And I said, I wouldn't anyway, and yeah. hung up on her. Yeah. I mean, it would never have happened for me. No. I didn't have, there was nobody to loan me money. Nope. Or give me money. And I remember after about, I'm not going to fucking blow smoke up your asses. After a few days of like kind of waddling in my shit and being like, this sucks, man. I was making, you know, $100,000 a year. Yeah. And I was doing good. Right. But I was miserable yeah. at the same time. And now I'm in a situation where I have no money. Like I'm not <clears throat> contributing. Yeah. You know, and I got a kid and this is an awful feeling. Um, I'd say, you know, a few days or a week waddled in that before it finally hit me that I had to start over. And so that's where I kind of want to talk about like we don't have to start from like where we started over, but like if you want to start today, if someone's trying to build a business or a brand because a lot of the people that follow you and that follow me, which I don't, you call them a tribe. I really, same thing, friends, a tribe. Um, But can you use that? Is there a monetary value on your following? How do you build the following when you're starting from scratch? And what made you decide when you started over because you were a pastor at a very well-known church that you built and you decide to go into a promotion. How does that happen? And how did you start if you had no money and yeah. you decide to go into that arena? So for me, you said it took you about a week. Yeah. I, I can tell you almost exactly. It took me almost 30 days. Okay. And here's what the wake up call was me. A family let me move in their basement. The lady hollered down the steps. She said, Hey, 30 days in FedEx just delivered a package for you. Uh-huh. I said, FedEx just delivered a package for me. <laughs> I walk up the steps. It's an envelope. It's about this thick. I rip off the thing. I open up the envelope. And my ex-wife had sent me the electric bill, the wow. mortgage, the gas, the credit card bills, the car payments. That's tough and right suddenly there. I had a realization those creditors didn't give a fuck that I had lost everything. They don't give a shit. They didn't give a fuck that I was living in someone's what? basement. They didn't give a fuck that all I could do was afford a little Caesar's pizza. I hadn't shaved in 30 days. At that time I was clean shaven, yeah. shaved every day. Oh yeah. <laughs> was living in a basement. And I was like, shit, it's I better a- do something. 
and you went from I've I've seen the pictures and I've heard about this day. You posted it recently on your your like memory thing. Yeah, where you baptized like 176. people Yeah, I think it's 176 day. people. Yeah, that was which my last is, Sunday. Which is incredible. Yeah, and you go from that. And I was already fired that day. And now you're living in yeah, a, basement a basement and getting a I envelope been, full of bills. I had been fired the week before. They wanted to save face and not stir things up. Yeah. And so they held over the severance that they were going to give my wife to me. Well, we're laying all the facts out here today, aren't yeah. we? No, that's they, good shit, They held bro. the severance over my head that if I didn't show up that day and go through the motions, and not t- if I told anybody, they would not make sure she was taken care of. So I showed up and shook hands and kissed babies. And baptized people. And baptized 176 people, knowing that I would never see those people again. And then the very next week, they were going to read a letter saying I had done all these things. And you still get people that come up to you now that either were affected by that or maybe even baptized by that. Yeah, post pictures, talk about it. And you whatever. look at it now, right, when you see that picture, yeah. are you still angry? Oh, no, I know. You know, I wasn't angry then. I don't know that I ever got angry. Yeah. I, I think sometimes I get dumbfounded by the fakeness of it all. Sure, absolutely. But I don't know that I ever got angry. One thing I will say, not to toot my horn, I, I very much took responsibility. Yeah. I, I thought I deserved the consequences. Yeah. Now, to be honest with you, looking back now, I don't know that I'd, I... I think I, if I was on the other side, I would handle those different. But I, I, I've always been one yeah, who... Will, I will accept the consequences of my actions. Yeah. So um, I never went through an angry stage. Um, and the reality is I wouldn't go back to that at all. But we're getting off subject. Yeah. How would we rebound today? So if you had nothing... Yep. I think I asked this question on Facebook recently. If you had nothing but your automobile... And knowing you had a place to lay your head every night, and you had five hundred dollars to your name, yep. how are you going to start over in life? Well, see, that's and I don't know. Is that what we're asking? Yes. Okay, just yeah. want to make sure I don't and, want to get how, you off subject. And how can you? Uh, it's kind of a multi. So starting over, the five hundred dollars is yeah. great. You still have all your contacts. You still have all your network. Um, but you, like in your instance, though, you had a network of. All kind of people, and what half of them though are probably like I'm not. I won't even look at oh, you. Oh, ninety percent of them. Yeah. So boom, ninety percent of that network. I had a church of twelve hundred people. Only one yeah. family reached out and said, so, "You can move in our base." So you you that's where you're not even starting off with good contacts. Right. Yeah. So that's more of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like when you're starting over, you start over from scratch. You decide to, you become a promoter. How did you did you, did you didn't have you could didn't have any money? So yeah, how so, do you start? So doing I didn't that? start promoting. Um, the guy whose house I moved in. Um, huge storms had just come through. He owned a insurance claim business doing roofs. Okay. And cool. so um I started selling roofs for him. Nice. Um after a few months, he was actually working for another company. After a few months, he said, I'm gonna slip you some money and you go start your own roofing company. Okay. And so I went and started my own roofing company and um made tons of money. Made tons of money at that. Yeah. And um I was blessed because I didn't have to worry about paying rent living with them. I did have the automobile that I drove. Um, Dude, how awesome are those people? They're awesome. And so, um, awesome. And um, so, I started over just literally going door to door. And just like everybody probably comes to your house in this neighborhood all the time and said, do you have hell damage? And about nine months into it, I landed a 37-building apartment complex. Okay. And made the most money to this day that I ever made in my life. Yeah, I bet. The insurance adjuster showed up. He treated each building as its own claim, so it was 37 Damn. claims. Nice. Um, I, I made 
tons of money. And that's a good industry. Like those people think that those people, like I've got buddies that do that. Yeah, it's a great, it's a hard and, industry. And they treat those like, they're not the same as other door-to-door solicitors because right. those people can really help you. Right. They can help you get a it's roof legit. at your deductible and cost you really it's, nothing it's, out of pocket. It's, it's a real business. It, it is. I get how it seems shady. There's a lot of shady people at it. But it's not. But, I mean, I know it looks it, like it. it, it, like, it you, you can't be dishonest when it comes to insurance. No, you so, really can't. I mean, they're and, going to send their adjuster out. And who's going to be not. more? That's what my right. point was. Who's really dishonest in right, that regard? Right. You got somebody at least fighting for you. Right, exactly. So um, once I made that money, is I don't know if you understand what I'm about to say. As thankful as I was for that job, I despised it. So from the day I got off every day to the moment I had to go back to work, I was miserable. Yep. So the minute I made the money to be able to get out of it, I got out of it. And um, By the way, Rick Cope's in here pissed off, son. So well, he is angry. What is he angry about? Uh, just about when people treated you bad. It so really sets It fires him, him up. It does. He's like, he's like, I get angry. Yeah. He's my family now. Mess with Gary, well, you get the whole trailer park, which is all true. But Rick does, dude, old Rick Cope gets fired up, son. This well, is a white boy, buddy. Well... White boy Rick. It fires him up. It doesn't fire me up. He's home alone right now. Heather ain't there to calm him down. Dude, we're all screwed without our wives, by the way. Let me just tell you, sons. Uncle Randy's a winner. Gary's a winner. White boy's a winner. Um, Without our wives, we can't do shit. I had to call my wife before we started this, or we wouldn't have been able to start. And she's just at the pool. At the pool. (laughs) Like It was almost like she had a photographic memory. She's like, go to the right, two buttons over, hit this button, bam, sham a lamb, we're ready to go. Yes. Once uh, I had that money, I started just doing some side hustles here and there. Yeah. Um, the previous church that I was at, I built that church on big days. That was just my thing. Let's yeah. have, let's do this. So I'd always done big days. That was yeah. my, that was my thing. So I just turned that over into festivals. And what started it for me it, actually was I went to Jeep Fest. Yeah. I walked around one day and I just started doing the numbers in my head. Yeah. And I was like, man, this this and this sounds really cheesy, but one of the things I got into when I lost everything because it was cheap yeah. and I needed something to distract me and I didn't sleep a lot as I got into to bar- smoking meat and barbecue. Sure. Stay up all night, stoke a fire. Sure. There was something almost spiritual about yeah. it. So I was really into at that time in my life, firing up a smoker, cracking open a beer and sitting in my backyard all night long, tending to that fire. Yep. So I'm walking around this place. I'm like, <laughs> they're here for Jeeps. What if I did this around barbecue? Sure. People would come to that and music. That sounds cool. And so in about four months, I had the very first barbecue and brews in downtown Canton. We had about 16,000, 17,000 people down there. Yeah, it's incredible. um, From there, it was just off to the races. But before that, even at my previous place, I mean, there was one time we dropped 50,000 eggs from a helicopter, shut the entire city down. So I had always done big events. So it just came natural to me. Um, The full of shit hype man just worked. Yeah. I did that festival after that. LJ asked me to come. Cartersville asked me to come. And just one thing led to another, and I started doing events. Did you ever run into anybody when you were doing an event that was like, oh, you're Gary Lamb. To this day. I can't fuck with you. To, uh, no, I can't fuck with you. Because now you've built a whole new Yeah, it was still, that's name. Gary Lamb. We don't want to, sure. like, we want nothing to do. But we, now we they almost can't do that to you. They can't. Like, you flipped that script. Yeah, they, I, they couldn't I, do that. I've been successful enough yes. now where cities call, and I do say this humbly, it's going to sound really arrogant. But I, I don't mean it to sound sure, this way. I get, I'm to the stage now, seven, eight years into it, I can pick and choose what cities Absolutely. I go to. I recently met with a city that we do a lot of events with. They threw out some new things to me that I didn't like. And as nicely as possible, I said, here's the, the next town above them had been asking me to come. I said, here's the deal. Maybe this isn't going to work out. The town above us wants me to come. So why don't I just move this festival there? Yeah. 
because I'm not doing what you asked me. Instantly, no, 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 no. You stay here. We'll, we'll make this happen. Yeah. I, I'm in a stage now where I'm, I'm blessed to be able to pick and choose what I say yes to and what I say no to. Well, so I want to put this out there because you did something interesting the other day, and, and we haven't talked about this either, but you were the only one that responded the way that I would have responded to. I put out a post recently about a local TV uh, station who I'd been talking to for a while that wanted me to do a, an on-air every like day on a morning I show. I remember the post. Spot. I don't remember what I said. Yeah, they wanted me to do a spot and be like Uncle Randy's Advice Corner, yes. which is what I've done. Got you. But I've built this whole right. brand on Uncle Randy. That's what he does. And so I was, you know, it started off, we talked for a while. <laughs> the guy that owns the company and me, we're friends, still friends. Um, and I was very interested until we get to right before it's about to start. And he tells me that he wants Uncle Randy dialed down to five. Yeah. And basically, you know, no profanities. And I, I declined it. Right. It was still a good offer. Yes. And it could have led to something maybe. Yes. But it would have compromised everything that I am. Yeah. I can't tell you I'm not going to drop a fucking F-bomb. Right. And now I can, I'm a grown man in a setting, I can control that. But if I'm selling it to a crowd and I'm on TV as a personality right. and new people are going to be being exposed to me, I'm not going to give them a fake version of me and then they start following me and it's something else. You know what I mean? Yep. So I declined it. You were the only one that was like, that's a good move. It's a good Most people can't do that. It is. I'm very aware of the fact that I do a lot of events for cities and I do... A lot of it, I do events for a government agency here. I do events for a local multi-use development. Yep. And I'm very aware that what I say at any time can make one of those come to me and be like, we're no longer going to use you because you said X, Y, and Z. Yep. And especially in the last year with woke culture, I had to do a lot of evaluating. Yep. And I came to the conclusion that while I don't ever want to embarrass them, Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to bring something to them that's going to be a headache. I'm also not going to watch what I say and what I do just to have them use sure, me. If they I decide agree. not to use me, I can look myself in the mirror and know that someone else will. And I, I the one thing that I guess I have for me is at the end of the day, I have a 32,000 square foot building. You do. And so that's a huge asset. So at the end of the day, if everybody let, didn't let me do anything, yep. I can run events out of that building 100%. every day. And so I refuse to water down anything that I'm going to say. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean I don't think before I speak. Of course. That doesn't mean I don't think about the wording. 100%. Um, Because I don't want to be offensive just to be offensive. No, that's not – I agree. To me, that's also a non-championship mindset. That's low-hanging fruit. Right. You and I both despise low-hanging fruit. That's another show. We'll do a whole thing on low-hanging fruit Yeah, because I despise it. Uh, champions don't go for low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Sons, write that down. So, but I think starting—I I, think—not that there's anything wrong with this, you know subject, but I think starting over is just the will to realize life goes on. Yep. I remember having this thought. I'm 33 years old. I'm probably a third of the way through my life. I refuse to allow this to define me. I refuse yeah. to allow to be one of these losers that I know that says their life has fallen apart. And when you ask them how it fell apart, they go back to 10 or 12 years ago. And they never could regroup, and they never could do anything. I, I tell you something, and I want to be very clear how I word this, because I don't want to come across as I'm flipping about my marriage, I'm flipping about my wife. I love being sure. married. I, I love, But, you know, sometimes you and your wife butt heads. Sure. You know what I mean? And Christine, I remember 
one time asked me, she said, if I just left today, you would just go on living. And I said, I'd be heartbroken. I'd be devastated if our marriage was over. I love being married to her. But make no mistake about it. I would still go on living because life goes on. I still have to get up. It would be painful. It would suck. I, 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 it would be hard. But yeah. the next morning, the sun's going to come up. And if she left today at 45, I refuse to quit living at 45. So please don't read into that. I want my no, wife to leave. And I would be flipping if she left. Absolutely. But nothing is, going to, nothing is going to stop me from living life and being successful. Yeah. And um, like nothing, you yeah. know, I mean... Well, death, anything like that. I hate those. I mean, I hate all of that stuff, but it's not going to define me. Yeah. And that's, that's actually a listener question, right? That now you've kind of opened a box that, that hits me right in the tits, son. And so Uncle Randy's got to speak on it. God damn. That's what I do, son. Um, but that's where we had somebody actually write in. One of the questions was, do you think that the reason you guys hit it off is that you're both stoics at heart, right? And it, I don't know how much everybody looks into philosophy, um, but I think I absolutely, I consider myself a Stoic. I look into it, and to me, that's a mindset, because if you look at Stoics, not in a bad way, and I'm not trying to categorize us, because I definitely don't want to speak for you, but for me, Stoics believe that for anyone else, like, I would die for my wife. Right, me too. But I can't live for her. Yes. And that's a Stoic yes. mindset. And people look at that as a bad, and it's not. Like, yes. I'll defend that, right. that mindset to the end. So that is a my Stoic wife and I aspect. talk about this and we didn't understand this in the early years of our marriage, it's not my job to make my wife happy. Mm-hmm. Now, I I hope that what I do makes her happy. Does that make Absolutely. sense? I, I, That's but, the goal. But she needs to, if she's depending on me to make her happy, what happens if I leave here tonight and I'm a car wreck and I die? Oh, yeah. Like, true happiness needs to come from within and you living sure. out your purpose and you living out your vision. And while Christine makes me the happiest guy in the world, I don't depend on Christine to make me happy. No, and she wouldn't want you to do like, you know, when you've, especially once you've been through a marriage or two sons, and you can write this down too, you guys listen, it's tough and you get, it happens, goddamn. But you learn that. That takes, that is a learning process as well, you know, or it was for me. Yeah. That you you really can't expect the other person to be your source. Right. Because you sell your whole relationship well, short. Well, it's what happens in so many marriages, and even too. Matter of fact, had a lady on your um, in the comment section get really pissy with me one day because you talked about not living for your kids. I see it in marriages all the time. I love my children. They're not. I more, will kill you for my over my children. Absolutely. But if so many people live for their children and their happiness through their children, then the kids turn eighteen and leave, and that's why marriages fall apart because yeah. they don't know what to do. Those and, kids also, you you're know, setting them up to fail like a yeah. motherfucker. It's why the Bible says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother. I quoted that, and the lady got all did. pissed with you me. Did. And I, to this day, I'm dumbfounded by it. Not that I give two shits about her, that she got mad about it, because I still stand by what I said. Um, I, I, I can't depend on my kids to make me happy. Now, I'm proud of my kids, and I love my kids. But if I depend on them for my happiness the first time Emily gets 16 and sneaks out, then I ain't going to be happy anymore, you know? Well, listen to this. The real Randy, my, my dad just chimed in. He never chimes in. He just said, winners choose to do the things failures choose not to do. That's where it's at. Right. There's some good shit right there. Yeah. Well, so I, so here's where I want to go from this. So we started about talk, starting over, the mindset yeah. you need to do into it. Now I want to talk about, though, people that are trying to gain a following of some sort or a tribe or a network, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, community, whatever. And, and can... 
in your mind, is there a value that your tribe, Uncle Randy's tribe, anyone's tribe, is worth? Like, is there, do you think it has a dollar value? Yes, I don't know what that dollar value is, but I am under no illusions that anything I start, I have the benefit of initial spike Absolutely. because of my community. I, sh- I start black sheep clothing. I know that immediately three to 400 people, almost 500 right now, I've got mine. Are, are going to come along and they're going to support that. Which gives it momentum. It does. As I, I was on a forum the other day with a guy that was trying to start a brand, it was in there, and he's like, "I've been doing this for a year and haven't sold one shirt." And I was like, "My first, I want to be like you, pussy. Yeah. I mean, had you not?" The but fuck? then, so before I responded, imagine this: I went to his Facebook page, realized the guy had about fifty followers on Facebook. He moved to an area about two years ago. Probably doesn't know anybody sure. in the area. And so I thought to myself, I stopped for a minute, and I was like, don't get cocky with this guy. Yeah. Because you're blessed that you have 15 years in a community Very of pouring so. into people that the minute you put out hats and shirts, they're all over it. Mm-hmm. I'm at the challenge now where, where do you go from once your tribe's bought in? Yeah. Tribe's bought in, and that's great, and I appreciate it, but I can't live on my tribe being bought in. I got to go to the next level. And I don't want to miss that momentum. But I, I understand that if I put on a wrestling show, first mm-hmm. wrestling show I had, 75% of those people were my tribe. Mm-hmm. That gave me critical mass. Sure. You go to a show now, 10% is my tribe. Yeah. Because no, that's the, grown because the non-wrestling fans, yep. they're not going to come every month. They came one time to support me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And, you know, Uncle Randy's friends are going to tune into Uncle Randy's podcast. Yep. The first time. Yep. Those that this isn't their cup of tea, they're not going to tune in every week because it's not their cup of tea, but they're going to come on that first time because yep. they're your tribe. You know? And do you know, I mean, I caught, and this is where networking works, and that's why I want to get to that about when you're starting over, you're building a following. It's a very, if I were giving advice for people building, because I started this, we had zero following. When right. we started a podcast, my wife and I, we didn't know anything what we were doing but I knew it was going to be championship grade right? and we were going to get it there, but we didn't have any followers, nothing. And I didn't know social media very well. I still don't great. But what I've learned is if you're honest with the people that follow you, you really do bring them the best shit you can, the best content, the best, you know, shirts, the best fucking hats. But if you bring them a bunch of dog shit all the time, like all the time, it's all garbage. And you're asking them to buy the, buy the, and it's none of it's good and you don't believe in it and you won't, die and lay down for it and willing to go to the you know to the grave with it then eventually you will you will ostracize your following well and you can't and you can't always be withdrawing Mm -hmm. you better be depositing depositing here benetrick says you got a jab jab you need to write that down son then you come with the uppercut so you know I'll, i'll give you an example of my tribe so john little comes up he buys two shirts he messages me the next day and says, hey, man, love the shirt. We had just started making shirts. We didn't know how to make shirts. He said, not mad about this, man. Not asking for my money back. Don't even want another shirt. He said, but, man, Stacy's shirt, the print's a little crooked. Don't worry about it, man. She'll sleep yeah, in that shirt. Sure. And I responded, I said, no, she won't. <laughs> I said, give me your address. Yep. So while the quality wasn't there, I said, man, we're just learning. I'm sure we had a couple sure. that were bad. Give me your address. I'll have you a new one tomorrow. Yep. No, man, don't worry. He was my friend. He didn't want another sure, shirt. He absolutely. didn't care. He just didn't want me to sell it to someone else yes. that I didn't know. 
but I made that right. Yes. And um, we had the two mistakes. We had another guy, had a random person call me. It wasn't our fault. The stitching back here came undone on one of the shirts. Just a bad shirt that came through. I the, said, the um, I said, have you had another one tomorrow? Yep. Another guy messaged me. He ordered a large. He needed an extra large. He said, what do I do about returning this large? I said, you don't do anything. We'll send you an extra large. Give the large to somebody sure. in your neighborhood. Yes. And um, you go above and beyond when you do screw up, when yeah, you stumble, sure. when you mess up. Um, you have technical problems on the show. Yep. You get on there and be like, man, we had technical problems this week. We'll sure. fix it by next week. Absolutely. People are graceful as long as it's not seven weeks in a row. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden they're like, damn, it, yeah. get your shit to fix finally. Sure. Oh, all day. Yeah. And now to, to add on to your point, that's so huge. And I said, write that down because this is very important, uh, sons. This is beyond. In any relationship, and I've talked about it, when people have your your center group of friends, those those chairs are always open, in my opinion, to competition. Right. Uncle Randy likes to compete, sons. They should always be open. If somebody's not bringing their value anymore, right, and this comes with time too. I learned this also from falling on my ass, right? Like who's really going right. to be there? Who I want there? I, I had the. It's actually a good thing now looking back on it that I lost almost all my friends, right? right? Because I was able to make new friends, right? The new ones and kind of see who I wanted to be aligned with. But those seats should always be open, sons. If some if somebody's not bringing anything to the table anymore. Listen, lions, sons, if you don't bring food home, you're out of the fucking pack, sons. You get your ass ate. You're out. So, you'll starve, and you'll be kicked the fuck out. So let me give you a story. Pull up a chair, son. Let's yes, have story time. I love stories. Let's do it. So everybody loves to brag about my previous church and how big it was. The reality was I didn't know what I was doing. That church, that church should have been double the size it was. I was yeah. learning on the go. I remember one time we brought a consultant in. And we had him examine all of our staff and all our systems and everything. And he came to me afterwards and said, gave me a name. Matter of fact, if I was to tell you the person's name, they live on your street. And slid it over to me and said, I'll never forget his words. He said, you've outgrown this individual. I said, what do you, guy was with me from the start. I said, no, we will not get rid of him. Yeah. He said, he was good when you were 250 people. He could keep his head above water at 500. Yeah. You've outgrown him now. It doesn't mean he's a bad person. Yeah. You've outgrown him, and now he is the weak link in your chain to go to the next level here at this building. And I didn't listen to him. And we stalled out. And I'm not, not because again, because he was a bad person. Sure. But we outgrew him. Yes. Oh. And there comes times, and that sounds cold hearted. It does, but it's but, not. But there that doesn't mean you cut them out of your life. Sure. But you're going to outgrow people. And it doesn't mean and you don't you, love them. And if you want to go to that next level, you better be putting people around you that challenge you. When you walk into the room and you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. Absolutely. Fucking And so I've always told them, I said, look at your network of 10 in whatever area. So it doesn't sure. mean you... I think one thing two people realize everyone doesn't have to be in every aspect of your life. Absolutely. So we have friends that we look at that are mentors in our life in the area of marriage, but they're not mentors in our life in the area of business. Sure. But look around your ten people that have the best marriages. Take the one that has the weakest and replace it with a stronger one. Your marriage yeah. is going to get stronger. You know, you are now, or you soon shall be who your friends are. I believe that and, wholeheartedly. You know, look at the people you're doing business with. The one that you're carrying all the time, and and I do believe it's learn and return. Have people above you, people yeah. that you're. Returning that to but when you replace the weak links, and we've done that on our Southern Honor show, there's been people that 
we outgrew. Yeah. And that didn't make them bad people, but we got to the level where they weren't good enough to be on our show anymore. Mm-hmm. And that hurts feelings and it hurts attitudes and it hurts the ego. But you outgrow people sometimes. But so this would be the last piece of advice on this segment from me, and it piggybacks on you. And it's the ability to disagree and still be friendly or mm-hmm. part ways yeah. in a business and still be right. friendly or deliver bad news and still be friendly right. or deliver, uh, hey, you're fucking up, still love you, yeah. but you're fucking right. up. You're fucking it all right. up. You're about to shit it away. Yeah. I've shit it away, yeah. but hey, whatever. Hey, When you still shit it away, you. I'm going to drag you out of the fire, but I'm warning you ahead of time. <laughs> you're about to fuck it up. Yeah. And so, because people can't do that, right? Like, we live in a society right now where people think when they hear an opinion that they don't agree with, that they can have that right. opinion have to be redacted right. or never used again right. or never said again. And that's just a falsity. Sometimes. Right. And champions don't live by that mindset. And yeah. Just, just write that down. You and I have a very large disagreement. It didn't affect our friendship. The reality is, as much as I love you and I think you're a winner and I think you're a champion, ketchup does not go on steak. Oh, that was a big one. But guess what? At the end of the day, we got past it. (laughs) We We moved on. And guess what? We're doing a podcast together now. And guess what? 90% of people agree with you. It's crazy. We agree to disagree, and that's okay. People will be savage about it, especially with steaks. It's crazy. They will get on to it. And listen, but what did Uncle Randy do? I put it out there. I could have hit it. Right. But I'm like, guess what, bitches? Uncle Randy likes a little ketchup with a steak. I'm a little freaky, goddamn. It's what I like to do. Guess what? I still love a good medium steak. I just dip it in ketchup. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. All right. So, uh, oh, hold my beer. Said he expected more alcohol on the table. Gary can't drink tonight, sons. Yeah. He's got business to attend to. But at also, 9 I, I want to say this too about a guy named Hold My Beer Hanson. Yeah, love that guy. Wow, I love to have a drink. Love to have a little sip. Champions can also perform they can. sober. They can. I don't need alcohol to open me up and throw out wisdom. <laughs> I remember the first podcast. I said, boy, you were wide open because of the alcohol. No, no, I'm wide open all the time. I don't need alcohol for me to be mm-hmm. honest with you. No, I've heard you throw down on uh, on Sundays. By the way, I've listened. I know you had the the issue this Sunday, but I've uh, I've listened to a lot of your lives. Yeah, champion, bro. Well, I appreciate good. it. They are good. I've known people that listen to you, that you preach to at your old church. Yeah. And they loved you, by the way. They yeah. loved you. They said you could throw down. So I've listened to you a few times. Definitely can throw down. Bro. Well, I appreciate I that. I dig it. I, I ain't good I, at much, but I can talk. No, but you also deliver the message well. And I, I'm, I've made it a point, and I've even told Rick this, that uh, I'm going to bring my family up there. Because yeah. we don't have a church home. Yeah. And uh, I know a lot of those people yeah. now, which is how a carryover following effect can happen. Right. Like, as me and you connected... I got a lot of spillover for me. Well, I, I think that happens. I think there's power in, and this in isn't the, this, is, this isn't the hype character hype. There's power in tribes combining. Yes, and, and I'll be. We saw that at Barbecue and Brews. How much of Silvertown was at Barbecue and Brews because of you? Oh shit! You know, uh, I mean, right, a good bit. Right, it was good. Yeah, it was. You know, that tribe. While it's not my tribe, has become. My friends and my Absolutely. associates, and now Dustin's at all my stuff, and there's power in tribes. You Shout know what out I mean? King of Pops, Canton. That's right, dude. You know how much that tickled his fan when you posted up that people were asking about him yeah. when they weren't there, and they were. Dude, that guy's expanding. Yeah. He is killing it. King of Pops, sons. If you want a good popsicle, 
You saw Granny dominate it. They're delicious. Yeah. I love King of Pops. But let me Can. throw you a curveball on that. Talking about starting over. Yep. They're good popsicles. I'll be at the end of the day, I don't eat a lot of popsicles, so I don't have a lot to compare them to. Yeah. I don't give a shit that they're King of Pop popsicles. You know what I give a shit on? Dustin selling them. That's the truth. And if he was selling the lowest brow, if he was selling the little strips of Kool-Aid that they freeze when we were kids that we used to eat. People would buy them. And he said they were $2. I'd be like, boom, here's $2. They cost two cents. Right, because I believe in him. Yeah. I love his hustle. And I love the fact that he works with a fanny pack. And when you're going to put Powerful. a fanny pack on and work, take my money right now. Oh, yeah. Take Bro- my cart. Brooke said the same thing. Right she now. became a huge uh, fan of the mayor. Yeah. She had seen the mayor on like our social media. Yeah. But at the popsicle contest, she got to meet the mayor. Yeah. And saw his attire. Yeah. And immediately uh, was like, he's championship grade. And plus, he's all, I love. Hashtag winner. Yeah. I love the mayor, sons. Um, and you want to talk about a dude that'll a ride and, and promote. He's a, he's a good one to know. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh, one quick other note, because I've had three different establishments <clears throat> that have reached out uh, to you or me about doing live podcasts, and they want to know what if that's the goal. Had somebody write in already asking if that's the goal. To me, I think those will be good at some right. point. If we can find a venue that can handle our wide open. Right. Um, I think we need a few, and I've told all the establishments, I said, let us get a few under our belt. Yep. You watch them. And decide if that's something you really want in here. Them because while I am aware of the fact that the language, going back to what I said, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm comfortable sitting on stage at blank and blank restaurant. Yeah. And there's eight nine year old. Now I'll yeah, cuss I, them. I'll it, cuss in front of my kids sure. all day long. Me too. I don't care because that does. I, I don't live in that world where I think cussing is some issue. Yep. But I'm not going to do it and disrespect you. But I'm also not. I'd rather be in this room alone and be able to be wide open. Yep. All right, let's dive into a few of these listener questions so we can get to some before you got to be out. We got a good 40 minutes, 35 minutes before you got to bounce. So I want to get to some of these. Uh, thank you to everybody that sent them in. Hopefully, you also got a little nugget there about uh, starting over signs. We're going to hit on things every week um, and we'll build it from there. But uh, you should have wrote down, you should have probably about two pages of notes already, sons. I'm you should. Gonna, you know, all day, easy uh, if you want to win. All right, first question. <clears throat> I've been dating this guy for three months. This was oh, sent dude, in. This one pissed me off. Just read it. I'm going to give a quick answer. I've been dating this guy for three months, and things have been great. However, I have a concern that he's a user. Admittedly, I've done too much too soon in the relationship, putting together his new bed, gardening, setting up his computer, bought him shit for his birthday, spent money on alcohol for him. I don't drink. We go out to dinner on trips. We split the bills. He stays at my house. We stay at his house. Yet he made a joke that... Uh, he had to go to the grocery store because I ate his food. Besides flowers twice a month, he has not spent a dime on anything for me individually. My birthday was in May, and I received nothing, yet I watch him spend a lot of money on alcohol. Mm-hmm. Is this a red flag of a user, or am I being petty? Reality is the fact that you had to ask the fucking question lets you know. Yes. Boo his ass to the curb. Absolutely. Why does he uh, try? Why do you think? Is he this got is a four, already is he got, happening? Has he got a 14-inch long? Dude. I mean, dude, if you're showing that that early in the relationship, we're all good. Like, that early in the relationship, I didn't leave my underwear on the floor. No. I put the seat down. You're not farting. You, like, no, nothing, no. If, yeah. if there was explosive stuff, I was grabbing the scrub brush Absolutely. and cleaning it up. Like, you're walking the line in the early days. Like I don't even want to spend time on the question. Get rid of him unless you got dude, something else to add. Splitting a check that early—that's loser that shit. Dude is never that's loser he, shit. <laughs> fuck me, bro. At least pretend to have some game. Yeah, Absolutely, right. bring his ass to the curb. 
Next. Um, (laughs) When you sent me that question, I was so pissed off. It's her, dude. It got sent to us. And knowing whoever she is, she's probably fine as hell, and he's probably a fucking loser. A doucher (laughs) with long fingernails, like a long pinky nail that he uses to to split his blunts and shit. Oh, dude, trust me. He's a doucher. (laughs) Absolutely. Can passion for success be taught? No. What do you think? I don't think it can be taught either. Well, I don't think it can be taught by people. I don't think it can be taught from a person. It can be taught from life experience when your ass is kicked yes. and your dick's against the wall and you got kids to feed and you got bills to pay. I think it can be thrust upon you. Um, you can be headed in that direction. You can, uh, you know, some people, they, they find religion, you yes. know, spirituality. They start looking yeah. into that. It might help them. But I don't think another person can make you have passion right. uh, to be successful. And I think opinion. also... Uh, I want to. I want to retract my when I said no. I think the older I get, the more I have learned to redefine passion. And so, let me give you an example that my wife and I recently have branched out, started a clothing line, doing some stuff together. My wife does not think about it twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Sure, she doesn't want to talk about it on date night. Yeah. She doesn't want to talk about it before we go to bed. She doesn't want to get on Facebook and talk about it every other post. But guess what? She's super passionate about it. She's super excited about it. She's super pumped about it. Her passion doesn't exude like mine does. Her passion comes out in the fact that she's going to go down there and grind and actually put out the shirts when I'm not. So passion can look different. That's that's what I was going to say. It's easy to see. Those guys are passionate. They're loud and they're bolsters. They are. There's a passion manifests itself in different ways. And so I think it's, but I think, both are valuable. Right, they are. But you Because if you're gonna sit there and want to talk about it all night, but she was willing to go down right, and do the shit. Right. She's they got need the each passion. Other. Right. Yeah, they help. She's but I it. do think we're raising a passionless generation um that doesn't know how to go after something with all their might and they'd rather sit on their ass and let the government feed them, but that's another story. Let, write that down for another Abs- day. Write that down. <laughs> um all right. I'm gonna answer this one first, because I know you're gonna have a great answer that's better than mine. Uh, how do you work within chaos? Uh, let me write this down, sons. In my opinion, and everybody's different, but the champions that I know, they tend to thrive in chaos. Where, like, Uncle, I'm just going to speak for me. I can't speak for everybody else. So that's a generality. But when things are good everywhere, Uncle Randy gets antsy, son. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on the shoe to drop, sons. I've been burned. I've shit everything away before. Not that I'm afraid of it. I know I can survive it. I have survived having zero dollars and nothing. It sucked. But it also taught me a lot. So I'm not deathly afraid of that. But I do know that that could happen again. So it's always in the back of my mind. So I kind of prefer to be all over the place. And it keeps me busy. And I can, the champions I know can make quick, responsible decisions. Yeah. And I'm willing to do that. But that goes down to also champions are willing to take risks. People that have to sit there and evaluate, 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 and never make a call, they lose out on a lot of shit. Yeah. So you kind of need to be good in chaos. Yeah. I think that you're either good at it or you're not. Um, Hands down, if you asked me, what is one of my biggest strengths? I operate well in chaos. It's, yeah. it's what I do. Christine would With joke, events, she, you're probably, she, that's all well, you that, have. Everything. I mean, I, for whatever reason, when shit's going crazy, and it's 
insane. To me, it's moving in slow motion. Yeah. I, I, but, it, but it comes natural. I know exactly what you're I, saying. And, and so it's a nightmare for people that work with me because they don't operate in chaos. Sure, it's freaking it's, them the fuck right. out. And it's going so, real fast. Yeah. Which they talk about that in the NFL for a quarterback. They yes. say the game hasn't slowed down for them yet. Yes. That's That's right. They talk about it with Jordan. They said Jordan was on the field and would see stuff no one else saw on the court and saw stuff that no one else saw because it was moving in slow motion. Yes. Christine always likes to joke that if I was a doctor, I'd be a trauma surgeon. She said, it's not going to be pretty, but you're going to live. She's 100% right. right. But, but I'm not a heart surgeon. I'm not. Matter of fact, if you come to me as my assistant or my partner and you give me this meticulous plan, I feel enslaved to that. I feel strangled by it. It, it yeah. saps me. I go into panic mode. Yeah. Um, so do you not like bureaucracy? I hate bureaucracy. No, no. I, I just, let's I just roll. And as a matter of fact, I met with a city the other day that I do a festival all the time, and they said, right they were having some issues. They wanted me to change. They said, one of the things we want to change is we don't like how when the vendors show up, you just you don't already have them placed. You're just placing them on the fly. And I said, that's what I do. Yeah. I said, if you want me to have it all organized. Now, a lot of festivals do it that way. It works for them. That's not how I operate. Sure. I need chaos. Yeah. I don't really want to know. What, I mean, I'm, I ask you, hey, what's the theme of the show? Sure, that's all you ask. I, I don't want to know a lot yeah. of details because I'll overthink it. Sure. Let's just fly on it. So yep. I think some people just operate in chaos. And I think if you're not, I think a huge thing, we need to talk about this one day, all joking aside, write this down. We right. need to talk about knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Absolutely. If that might you, be episode two. If so. you're not good at operating in chaos, that's okay. Have but a guy you, that is, though. You better have somebody on the team. Yes. Because shit's going to hit the fan Absolutely, eventually. Son. And when the shit hits the fan, you need to be able to step back and say, it's time for Gary to step in. It's time for Randy to Without step in. Without a doubt. In the same way, I need to have someone on the team that understands structure, coordination, organizing the stuff. And when it's time for them to do that steps in place, I tell people all the time, I, I need you to be structured and organized, but for the company, but I don't need you to put me in that structure organization. Let me be the wild child out there and you make sure everything else runs smooth. So how important is that? Because I think we both have that. We've met enough people and we've got enough friends and tribe members and allies out there to where I've got a guy for almost everything. Yeah, me too. Like, if I need it, yeah. a certain thing. Like, yeah. if I need this, boom, guy, guy, yeah. guy. Yeah, but I, I will say this, though. I think being so reactive on chaos and not having a systems person can also hurt you. I, 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 I'll be blunt. It's the reason I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> if, I had a, if I had the right systems yeah. person who could come along and take my chaos and make it up. Remember how I told you earlier the church I used to pastor should have been bigger? Yeah. Had I had the, and this isn't a dog on anyone there, they were all young. Sure. But if I'd have had the right executive pastor yeah. who knew how to run, at the end of the day, was a multi million dollar business. That's yes. just the reality sure. of it. Absolutely. Knew how to budget, knew how to organize, knew how to do this. While well, I'm out with the craziness of just bringing people in on him, shooting both guns up in the air, that church would have been double in size. And I, I, You'll find out about me because I'm smoking what I'm selling. A lot of stuff goes back to the Bible to me. When they send them out to start churches, they always send them out in twos, always. Yeah. And I think you've got to have the visionary and you've got to have the system guy. Yeah. I've always been such visionary, such chaos that I've never, I've been almost afraid of the system guy. Yeah. And it's probably hindered my businesses. I'm very similar. Yeah. I'm very that similar. They, as great as everyone says, oh my God, you do events, you do events. The reality is, the way they're structured, now I have to do them the rest of my life. Yeah. I haven't built anything that I could retire from one day. <laughs> yeah. I haven't built anything that I could sell one day. Um, in this new endeavor with my wife, 
she is, I'm allowing her to be that person and think systematically yeah. and we're getting out of each other's way and she's yeah. letting me do my thing. Sure. And it's, but it's a learning curve, man. Cause I love yeah, how about, chaos. How about those hats though? Yeah. Don't turn out nice. Didn't they? Hats are dope. Yeah. I have to get you that's one. I'll bring very, you one. That's a very good call on those yeah. hats. And I was like, when you were like, wait till y'all see these hats. I was like, oh shit. Hats are tough, man. Yeah. So I made hats can be dog shit. Yeah. Dude, they can they're, be. They're good. Those yeah. Are, I appreciate it. They're the right, I appreciate the right it. move. Um, but so here's my take on that. And then we'll move to the next question is I get worried that if shit is too simple yes. or too easy and going too well, and this is, this is, a, I guess, a chink in Uncle Randy's armor, I worry I'll fuck it up. Yeah. For something, I don't know why. Maybe it's I don't trust myself yeah. or I don't know what that means. Psychologize it all you want. Yeah. Still win, but that's just being honest. I'm so I'm very similar. So I, I always say, if something's not exploding, I'm going to explode. You're going to hit the button. Yeah, if it goes about a week, and Christina tell you, You'll she, blow goes, it all she, yeah, she gets, she loved when I started Southern Honor uh-huh. because she said, finally, you have a place where you can go create all the drama and all the chaos you want, and it's legal. That's true. And she said it works, and it's your release. And she said because when I'm not creating it there, I'm going to create it somewhere. Sure. I'm going to go make yeah. a Facebook post and no one. Oh yeah, that's who this pisses off today. That's gonna piss off the half that hate you but still follow you, which really makes them your fans, right? You know, and that'll be another episode. I don't thrive like when things are going too good. Yeah, it's tough for me. Like sometimes there's even been times me and Christina start fighting, and she'll look at me. She's like, "Just things are going too good." Yeah, she goes, "You just fight means nothing. You just looking. You just looking to. You just looking to fight tonight." Yeah, no, and I've had that same thing happen, and, and there's even been times where I'm like. She's right. Yeah. She's yeah, right. Yeah. This is such dog yeah. shit. And I, I may not say it. Right. I'll dig in because oh, I'm an asshole sometimes. But in my own head, there's I can be honest. We'll say it the next right day. here where I've been like, fuck, you, you were just too dug in. Right. Because when she said it, she was right. Right. And I should have said you're right. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah. But, but I think some people just like for if, yeah, I think thriving in chaos just comes natural. Yeah. Or it doesn't. All right. <clears throat> this is a great question. It's a long one. Has social media helped or hurt the American dream? Has it caused us as a whole to lose the hardworking mentality and the pick your ass up and keep going mindset? Has it created us as a whole to think that if we fail one or two times at something that we can't do it or achieve it? Have we become so instant gratification oriented that if we don't get our results, the results that have take over years to achieve that we just give up and move on to the next thing. Has it helped those that still understand the grind and the effort it takes and what it takes 10 years or more to become an overnight success? Do we see people just jumping on bandwagons thinking they can do that thing until they realize the effort and the time it takes? Yeah. It's a lot in there. A lot of there to the point that I don't know how to answer it. So I need you to dumb it down for me. Yeah. Um, I need you to dumb it down All for right, me. That's a lot. So there's like ten questions in there. Yeah, let's go with first. Has social media helped or hurt the American dream? Does it cause you to lose the hardworking mentality and pick your ass up and keep going mindset? Let's yeah. just go there first. So you want to answer first? Um, you go ahead. Okay. Go so second. for me, I think it's helped the American dream. Mm-hmm. I can do. Fifteen years ago, I couldn't create a T-shirt brand. Sure. And the first, I, I, and I don't mean to keep like going that. back to that. It's just yeah, what I'm no, doing. No, it is. I, I, and get it in front of literally thousands of people within minutes. Yes, you sure do. Um, I think there's a mindset too. Matter of fact, when I first, I don't know if my father-in-law's still in here, but I think, and I think he said it 
it was joking, but there's always truth in your joking sometimes. Always, always truth. He is a hard-working blue-collar, drove a truck his whole life. Yeah. And they would always be like, if you worked hard, I did work hard. Yeah. I just didn't drive a truck. Sure. I didn't swing a hammer. Absolutely. Um, and I, he understands that now. I think there's a mindset when he says the hard working. I think some people think, well, I mean, you're on social media. All the time. I, I work hard. I put a lot of hours in. Sometimes you can work just as hard mentally as you do physically. That People need to write that down. Listen, I want to interrupt you and piggyback before you go on. That itches Uncle Randy's ass because I didn't know how to do social media. Right. Now I'm decent at it. Right. Because I bust my ass. Right. I'm on there every day. I don't take a day off. I know I need to have content. That is work. Yeah. People want to hate on it because they don't get it. Right. So to this person's question, I agree with you. It has not hurt. I think it's helped. It's yes. opened up avenues. Uh, it, but you got to work for it, it a different it, way. It's network, just a different way. It's stupid, it's stupid <laughs> as it sounds. I'm trying to build a brand. The best place to build your brand right now is TikTok. I don't, under, awesome. I don't understand TikTok as far as doing it myself. So guess what I did for the last week? I've watched YouTube video after YouTube video after YouTube video to learn. I have made videos, deleted videos, cut them up. You might not call that working. I call it I'm trying to build a brand because in nine years when my son turns 18, not that I'm looking to leave Canton, but I want to know. I can live anywhere I want to live. If I want to live on the beach, I can ship T-shirts. Absolutely. And so that, I don't want to be tied down here if I don't, you know. And so I have nine years to do that. So I'm doing all I can to build a brand. And some people, it might not be framing the house. It might not be painting a car or working on a car. But I can guarantee you, I'm putting in the work. I'm putting in more hours than yeah. most my, people ever dreamed about putting in. my wife will tell you, if you watch Married AF, you would have heard it last night when we were talking. She's like, I can't watch TV with you because you're on your phone. Yes. And what I'm doing is reading what's out there. Right. Deciding if my shit's original. Right. Making sure it's original. Right. This is all work. Yeah. You know, and it's a different work. And I know people don't get the hustle or they don't, they think they're too good yeah. for that or they think it's some sort of a bad thing. Mm. But in today's world, if you want to build a following, so you can put this back to the original question, it's work. Right. And it is building a following because that following does have a monetary value. People want your following. Right. So like sponsors that come to me, right? They, they come to me because they want right. access to my friends. Of course. Because it's a lot of people. Of course. And there's, there's a dollar value on that. Now I have to decide, am I willing to risk the, the roots I have with these people by doing some bullshit that I don't believe in? Or do I decline this instant, you know, $500, whatever right. I could get? Because I know my tribe, my following right. is worth more than that. Right. And you got to make that call. Right. And that's some real shit. All right. So the next part was, have we become so instant gratification oriented that if we don't get our results, uh, we give up and move to the next I, I, I think I don't think it has anything to do with social media, but I think definitely we live in a microwave society. They're used to everything instantaneous. And even the stuff that's not instantaneous, they think it's instantaneous. And... Um, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, winners learn uh, to, right. that there's a short and a long game, and they're two different things. And there's, right. And there's times where you have to make a call. Yeah. And it, you know. If you there's the, the macro one, and the fucked. micro. If I would have taken that TV show and watered me down and then shared it to my group of friends, they'd have been like, who the fuck is that, right. Uncle Randy? Right, right. You're and, lying. And authentic- one of those isn't real. And authenticity wins Absolutely. every time. I couldn't I tell it. people all the time. You might not like me on Sunday. I tell my churches, you might say, who is this foul mouth guy? I can't stand him. <laughs> but here's what you're not going to see. 
when you run into me at Ingles on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to be the same exact person. I refuse to be anything else. I hung out with too many pastors that were one thing on the stage and something behind the scenes. So I just decided I'm going to let it all hang out sure. in front of everyone. Authenticity always wins. No. And there's something to say to that. Uh, like with you, I always, I've told people I've, after meeting you that uh, the people that do decide to ever like take the low hanging fruit, especially with you, they just help you. Right. They're actually helping you. Yeah, I don't care. I, I know, love but it. you don't care. Right. But that's helping. It you. helps. They're me. not hurting you a bit. Yeah. It's, it's actually getting you more yeah. followers because that argument and letting your tribe take yeah. it up for you. Right. Guess what? That's going to bring two or more people yeah. that are like, look at that fucking smoke that he didn't even have to do. Yeah. His people did it. I do us against the world better than anybody. Yeah. And so in order, I always have to have an enemy. People say, say why do you always have to have a fucking I enemy? I, I have to have an enemy. I think that's a champion. Yeah, I, I got to have someone we're going to be. Enemy. Somebody always. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's go Speak, to this one. Real quick. Did yeah. you see the quote from Brady this week about the team that, didn't sign him. Oh God, yeah, I can't. I, it, he was basically like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" He's or like, something. "What were they?" He goes, "I couldn't believe they were going to keep that motherfucker." Yeah, he didn't no. say it, but that's he, goat shit. He, though he has an enemy now. Absolutely, he's going to prove that team wrong at forty three years right. old. He's telling him, "Suck his fat dick," right. and he's going to make twenty five mil. Right. And he just won a Super Bowl, right. and uh, yeah, he was drunk at the after party. People give him shit. You know what? He's the fucking goat. Right. You can say whatever you want. That guy's got all the rings. Is he the best ever? Here's what he's the go to winning. Yeah. I say the same thing. Like, people ask my favorite quarterback who the best quarterback. I say Brett Favre. Yeah. I love Brett Favre. I don't But he ain't the go to winning. No, he's not. Yeah. And I say the same thing. Best stats. Let's go Dan Marino. If you want to go pure passer, Dan Marino. But here's the deal didn't win a single championship. No, he sure didn't. (laughs) So. He's selling fucking gloves, dude. Dan Marino had the fucking gloves. He sold no, uh, no championships. All right, so uh, this one this one came in. It wasn't in the original, so you haven't seen this. Okay. But I want to use it. The other day, my computer wouldn't print. I was on a deadline. I used my husband's and was expecting to log in using my account. His stuff was open. I really wanted to snoop because I'm insecure, but resisted. Closed his windows, Good. but noticed his social media username. I looked up his public comment history, and he's saying a lot of very bro-y sexual things about women. Explicit stuff. Somebody on the public forum pointed out that he was married, and he said, I can still look, quote-unquote. I'm not sure if I'm overreacting, but I'm bothered. I feel guilty for snooping, but he's been so evasive and compartmentalizes parts of his life. Parts of his life. Like, I don't know what's going on with him and his family. Am I crazy? Yeah, and I don't think you're crazy. The question is, what do you do with it? And so the reality is, uh, you always bring the darkness to light. I don't think you go in a confrontational way, but I think you sit him down and you say, here's the deal. I saw this. What's the disconnect with us? The problem, I mean, it all goes back to communication. Mm -hmm. And those tough conversations, man, (laughs) like, they're tough. That's why they're called tough conversations. But you got to have them or your marriage isn't going to last. Let me tell you something about a guy that uh, has done everything wrong you could do as a husband, been a terrible husband. Right here, this guy before. If you can do something wrong, I did it. And here's the deal. If you're lying or if you're hiding something, that's a, that's a red flag. And that's just, I'm not trying to sell out my bros, right? but I know every trick of the right. trade. And so it doesn't, it sounds like y'all haven't discussed it. Maybe he's not hiding it. You just don't know about it. There's a right. difference in those two. But when you get to where you're hiding shit from the person you're with, like really hiding it, that's a bad thing. Right. 
but there's not enough in this to, to, to there answer is. that for I, sure. I think there's enough to be like, you, talk you need to confront it. him. Is he doing anything wrong? That's if he's what just he saying, says. look at the tits on this one, but, but I don't know. But wrong is depending on whether what it's she like, thinks. Yeah, you're right. Christine's going to point out more tits than I ever point out. So, I mean, and, you know what I mean? So I, it, it goes back to always, everybody always asks me, are you liberal or conservative? I say, I don't know. It depends on where you stand. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, depending on where you stand, I might be liberal. Yeah. Depending on where you stand, I might be conservative. So I can't say if if you and him are fine with it. Or, yeah, right, I can't judge that right, either. Right. Like, if y'all are cool, but it sounds like. She definitely needs to have a chat with him. Uh, the, as yeah. far as the broy comments and shit, that can be resolved if you do talk to her and be like, "Hey, sometimes when you talk to your bros, right, and you talk about how you like bitches to pull their butt apart, I don't yeah. like that." Yeah, he needs to know that. And too. the reality is this: it, fucking dudes are dudes. They are. That's like that's it is thing. what it is. I know that we're not supposed to talk about anything. No, dudes are dudes. You know, I wrote something about driving Christine's car today, and a buddy asked me if it was a panty dropper, and people got super offended that I would use the word panty dropper. Guess what? That's what he fucking asked me. Oh, well, and there's s- certain things that are panty droppers, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, but man, hey, it is what it is. That's part of mentality. So, so you can kiss my... You saw the guy, the troll that jumped all over me yes. over my post when yeah. I put the... For Father's Day weekend, I put a post out, and it was like, if she can push a stroller, <laughs> right, she can yeah. push a lawnmower. Right. Take the weekend off, Kings. Yeah. And one guy, one doucher, tried to tear into Uncle right. Randy. Now, this is the first time I've gotten to pull a Gary Lamb, and I let my, my friends, right. and they fucked him all. Right. Everybody did. They, he never even responded. The poor bastard, I think, probably left Facebook. And the reality is this. He was like, how could you treat say that about women, Uncle Randy? And I was like, dude. It's because you have a sense of fucking humor. Yeah, if your wife thought you had that mindset for real and you were that big of a douchebag. And guess like, what? My wife's a strong-ass woman. Right. She laughed at that right. shit hysterically. She don't get she, two shits. She saw we were laying in bed when I posted it. She was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Those four Karens pushing a straw. Right. She was like, that's so good. Right. And the guys like that doucher, you can write this down, sons. Don't be that guy, Right. You want to talk about a way not to win? Be some male fake feminist right. that's going to shit all over bros and for no other reason than they think either it's going to make them yeah. look tolerant, maybe get them some pussy. I know yeah. guys that try to do that to get laid. That shit doesn't work no. with real women, bro. Real women are going to be like, you pussy. Right. Get out of my face. No, they're going to cheat. Her, his wife's going to cheat this. on him. All day. Yeah. She's already. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. She might be cheating with this guy's, <laughs> exactly. this, this girl's husband. Right. That might be the one. Yeah. Hundred percent. Don't be that guy, sons. All right. So, when is it time to leave the nine to five life? We got, we got fifteen minutes, maybe ten yeah. fifteen. When do you know it's time to leave the nine to five life? Yeah. Um, so I had a guy call me out on this one time because I used to all believe everyone should leave the nine to five life. Yeah. And it, he was a hardworking union electrician his whole life, had a good retirement, and he said, "Everybody leaves the nine to five life. Who's going to make your dreams come true?" He said, some people are not geared for that. So I think you need to know, are you geared for it? Um, And then I think if you're married, it's a time to sit. Hey, perfect example. Bubba Martin, he just did it. He sure did. So so there comes a time, he's married. He took the leap. You need to sit down with your wife and discuss it. I used to tell Bubba all the time. Now, whether Bubba did this or not, I don't know, because it's his personal business and I don't know. I used to tell Bubba, you need to have three to four months of your budget in the bank. Before you're going to walk away. Sure. You know what I mean? Have this in the budget. Do that first. Um, 
But that's for normal people. Like for me, I've never... I've never had a nine to five job. So it's hard for me to give advice on that because I literally know, I know nothing else. I, I've never yeah. worked a nine to five job. I can't strip, never have worked a nine to five. I worked at a Motorola factory for about four months right out of high school. And that's the only time I've ever done it. And so. Yeah, because you've kind of been an entrepreneur my whole, whole life. life. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's fair for me to give advice in that category because my whole philosophy is just fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's time to leave when it starts crushing your spirit. When your spirit is being changed and your passion, because some people work nine to five doing their passion. Right. Like they got lucky or I hate to use that word, or they, they found the right avenue and it fulfills them. Yeah. Right. And their family and everyone else. And they're making a living. Nothing wrong with that. So you that. just spoke to me. So you're right. So while I've never had a nine to five job, remember earlier I told you, yep. I started a roofing company yeah. and I despised it. Mm-hmm. Well into six figures I was making. It was it literally was choking will, the life it'll out of crush me. Your soul. I, I hated it. Yeah. I got off every day. Couldn't even enjoy life because I knew I had to get up the next morning. So, but some people I, I know love it. Way. I couldn't stand it. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as I was able to take a risk, and risk don't, and I think this is the good thing going back to starting over. You know the great thing about losing everything. You're not afraid of it. You've faced it. You've you had know, your ass kicked. You know it's not fatal. Yeah. Hey, you, it sucks, your, but it ain't going to kill me. Yeah, you've been punched so, in the nose. So you've, had, you've, you've been, with, yeah. Mike Tyson has punched you yeah. in the nose. You know, guess what? Your eyes are going to water. You're going to bleed a little. Sucks for yeah. a minute. We just made a, we made the biggest financial investment in a business we've ever made in our lives this uh-huh. week. That's a risk. Tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's we, I've never done that. And at the end of the day, we looked at you and said, worst case scenario is we end up in a one-bedroom apartment and we start over. Yeah. Knuckle bump, it's worth the risk. Let's do it. Yeah. No, that's when you know also you, you got the right partner right. there. You got, a, you got a good woman, which right. is with me. I've always given credit to my wife. I know me and her can be broke together and have as the same amount of sex, right. the same amount of good times, right. and we can yeah. eat bullshit yeah. and have no money, and she's not going to bounce yeah. That's why she's a yeah. champion. In Faye Boyles, who's kind of my right-hand lady on everything that I do, just messaged me. And she said, my 9 to 5, which she does, she has a 9 to 5 job. She's been at for 20-something years. She says all the flexibility. She said, my 9 to 5 gives me rest time for Gary's chaos. <laughs> so <laughs> she goes there to rest from all the crazy go. ideas I have. Yeah, Bubba said, that's, uh, that's me. Got to the point where I hated going to work. I'd go to work just to work on my side business in peace. Right. Bubba's the champ, sons. He did it. If you want an example, that dude left a cush county job right yeah county job county. Like, those are the guys you can retirement your insurance yeah. benefits had to hit a certain number could retire have a salary the rest of his life right, this is a good question i think they want to pick the old brains top three cereals mm-hmm. you want to go first or me only three i eat so go ahead i'm gonna go first sons and i'm gonna blow your tits off mm-hmm. despite the fact that it destroys your mouth captain crunch goddamn it destroys your mouth though mm-hmm. it'll ruin the roof of your mouth okay. and it's the best shit on earth well i'm gonna go captain crunch's number three it's not okay. gonna be one or two fair so num- top three is good so that's one so what's another one uh my next one so captain crunch is number one for you captain crunch, captain is, crunch number is number three for me okay but i'm gonna go berry crunch Okay. I do like the berries in there. I, I do three. too. I okay. mean, I, I'll okay. put that. With, so they're all with, together in a yeah, category. They're the same. I respect. Captain Crunch destroys your hey, mouth. I respect that. So that's number three for me. Number one for you. Does it destroy your mouth? Oh Yo, hell yeah! Yeah, because yeah. no. I'll eat a bowl the size of. Oh yeah, this, me too. And it's, I, yeah, me your too. mouth's ruined, right? But it's destroyed. Delicious. And my second, which is not going to be a, I uh, don't think will be the same on this raisin bran, son. And okay. I like it with sugar on it. God all right. Damn, so, I put some sugar on it. Some country sugar. So let me go ahead and enlighten you on why. 
were combined. <laughs> so my number two, with sugar on it, Raisin Bran Crunch. Fine so with me. I like the crunch. I've had them both. I Absolutely. actually thought you were going to mock me when no. I said that was number two. No, hell so, no. So Raisin Bran Crunch, and I'm definitely putting the sugar on top of it. Absolutely, dude, all day long. That is strange. Yeah, that is, that yeah, is legit, that is, not is full of shit. That's this my is not number plan, two. Sons, write that shit down. All right, down. so your number three. So you've got to list your number three, and I've got to list my number one because my number one is so far above my two and three, it's not even close. All right, it's me, my number one by a grand slam. All right, so let me think. When I'm really got a hankering for cereal, because I didn't pre-think this, so let me think. My number one of all time. All right, I'm going to do it. It's, it's just the fucking truth. Fruity Pebbles. Okay. I can go Chocolate Pebbles 1B, okay. goddamn, okay. but I like Fruity Pebbles, right. even though they turn to mush. So this is where the divide comes, because I hate <laughs> Fruity Pebbles. and the, It's got to be there. But so number one for me... Hands down, Cocoa Krispies. I want that, the snap, crackle, and pop. That's close to fruit. No, to it's the not. It's not pebbles. the same it's shit. Not the same. It's not because the, same. the pebbles are these little thin, they little are. like scabby yeah. things. They're just mushy. The cocoa's got the rice crunch and the snap. Fruity pebbles are definitely scabs. And when yeah. I was a kid, we used to talk about that. Yeah. Just, they were your mom's. So, dude, scabs. I'm Cocoa Krispies number one. That is my go-to. I'm talking about. And let's talk about this. This would be another good topic for things. There's some things, because I heard you and the wife talking about this last night. Yep. There's some things you can bring the store brand home in. Yep. There's some things you cannot. Absolutely. Do not fucking bring store brand cereal home in no, the house. No, hell no. That's not going to happen. I will throw that home. shit away in the backyard. Dog, dog shit. It, it, don't bring, don't, I don't, I don't want the fucking Walmart bags, the Econo the huge trash bag full. No, no. Yeah. You can get a, tra- of, of Berry Crunch. Name just brand. Crunch. Absolutely. Name brand cereals. Absolutely. Now, on your Rice Krispies, because Rice Krispies are up there, like if we were doing a I don't do five, Rice Krispies, Cocoa but, Krispies, let's right, clarify. So on, if you do, if you were forced to eat Rice Krispies. I'm putting sugar on them. Thank you. That okay. was my question. That's the only way I can eat them. That's the only way, the only I, can way I can eat them. That's freaky as shit. And now, I'm not putting it on the Cocoa Krispies. No, you don't need but to. But on the, the Rice Krispies, do not break. I don't, how could you eat them without Dude, sugar? Y'all just got so much knowledge dropped on you from the most ridiculous questions sent in. No. So whoever sent this in, great question. Because yeah. you just learned a lot. For one, you just learned a couple of champions. Sons. Yeah. Because uh, the Raisin Bran thing threw me for a loop. I did not expect that. Most people look at me right. like, you're an old man. No. I love like, Raisin Bran. Fucking Raisin now, Bran. Now, Raisin Bran crunch. crunch guy. I like the crunch. Yeah. All day. I could take it, but they're going to be the Raisin Bran brand. Now, whatever it, brand. It, it, not, it, the, it, not the store it's the, it's the flakes be, and so raisins. There's two, so there's General Mills and there's Post, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm the Raisin Bran. What's the one that always advertises two scoops of raisins? I think that's post. Okay, that's my goat. So that's my yeah. raisin brand with yeah. the little sun in it, the smiling yes, sun. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so, that's yeah, my raisin brand. That's too. my raisin brand. Raisin brand crunch. I'm definitely not bringing home the the flakes and raisins. No, just fucking just crunchy flakes hard. and raisins. It's like cardboard. Yeah. How original is your marketing thing? Right. Flakes and raisins. Right. And that's that's the same way. I'm Chocolate Krispies. Oh, no, dude. Cocoa day. Krispies, bitch. All right. This will be the last question. We're ending on this. Uh, Gary's got to get out of here. Uh, your greatest badasses of all time and why? Mm. So you want to do two each? Oh, man, uh, you're going to have to give me a minute. All right, I'm going to go with number one. I got number one, too. Go ahead. I'm going to do it, and it's it's uh, based on – if you knew how many times I watched the TikTok that you put out last night when you said Uncle Randy and Gary getting – Are you fixing to say the guy that I was fixing yes. to say was number Rick one? Flair. Rick Flair's number one. All time. End it fucking – There's all. no hands down. People ask me who the nope. best wrestler is. I'm like, Rick Flair, who's yep. the best champion? Rick Flair. Best promo. Who's, who's the best promo guy? Rick Flair. Yes. Who's the best everything? Rick Flair, yes. sons. The Nature Boy. Yes. It's not even not fucking even close. close. 
You want to know how to cut a promo? There should be a, just a class right. that's just watch Ric yeah. Flair. And the piece that you posted starts off, I've been stabbed, <laughs> yeah. hit by chairs, I've been beat up by everybody. Yes. And he's like, and I got a limo a mile long <laughs> right. out front yes. with 25 women yes. waiting for me to go, woo. Right. Like, dude. He smoked what he sold. Limousine ride. Have you ever seen Jet Flying? Have you ever seen the 30 for 30 on Rick Flair? Yes, it's the best one Dude, ever made. They talk about he basically destroyed his life not knowing how not to be Ric Flair. Oh yeah, absolutely. A like, lot of wrestlers that that happens. Yeah, well, we're looking buddies. at one right over here on the on the thing. Absolutely. He's a mess right yeah. now because he doesn't Absol- know how to be something outside of that. Such a good example. Right. Never ever outside of it. The good thing is Ric Flair is such a legend. That he has killed himself and still survived. Yeah. He has died five times. He's been in a plane crash. He had a heart. Right. His heart stopped recently. Drank himself to death not long ago. Yeah. And he's still kicking ass. Hands down. It's not the goat. Dude, 100%. I think our number two is going to be the same, too. My number two is Brett Favre. Brett Favre. I've been a Brett Favre fan. Boom. My whole life. There we go. Brett Favre. Dude, Brett Favre had a painkiller addiction. All right. Got a picture of his little dick out there on the web yeah. that he fucked around and messed up and put yeah. a picture of his dick out that he sent to a trainer. Sons, it happens. Yeah. He fucked up. Doesn't change the fact that when I play football, if I want to mold a football player, yeah. I want Brett Favre on my team, yes. sons, because he would fucking get in the face of D linemen, yeah. linebackers. That's the guy I want to play with. So I've told you my Brett Favre story, right? No. Okay, so this is how I became a Brett Favre fan. His one See, and only my world. his That's... one and only year he was a Falcon. So we grew up in Decula. There was it was when a small came out of Southern there, Miss, there, there was the there was a small town. So my parents at that time it was called the Falcon Inn. It was the Falcon Training Camp. It was this big facility you could join and be a member of. So that's where we went to the pool as kids. We were members at the Falcon Inn. We'd go to the pool at the Falcons Complex. I'm probably tenth, eleventh grade. I'm maybe middle school. I can't remember. And I'm walking through the parking lot. And this kid, this guy screams at me, hey, kid, I can't carry all these bags. Carry one for me. I didn't know who the fuck he was. Carried his bag for him to his room. It was Brett Favre. No shit. So I was shit. a Brett Favre. The one year he was a Falcon, I was a, I became a Brett Favre fan. He partied too hard. So I was infatuated. Oh, that was yeah. right when the internet came out. So there was always the internet for us. Remember the AOL chat room? Oh, absolutely. And the rumors always had the rumors then. Yep. So the rumors were he was drinking himself and partying, so they traded him to Green Bay. Painkillers, dude. And then he just he became was- the pimp. Yep, Jerry uh, Glanville didn't want to give him the yep. uh, the start, but yep. you know you listen to Legend, you know like he would he could throw it a mile yes. when he was drafted by the Falcons, but they didn't think he could uh, handle the ship. And by the way, his first uh, pass was a interception for a touchdown for the other team. Yeah, because Brett Favre is the epitome of Uncle Randy. If I'm going to equate this and break it down, he was not afraid to throw five no. picks to throw six touchdowns. He wouldn't be on the bench. Waddling after he threw five, yeah. which you can put that into life. You can fuck yeah. up five times, but if you win six, my wife will tell you, you win. she'll say Gary does nothing small, including imploding. Yeah. So she he goes, he can't even implode small. She <laughs> said, you know, if he implodes, it's going to be on the front page of the sure. paper. He's bringing everyone down with him. And so, um, yeah, Brett Favre, I'll never forget when his dad died uh, on Monday best, Night Football best against, shit ever. against the Raiders. Raiders. Was it six touchdowns? It was something crazy. Dude, his guys yeah. were bringing down balls yeah. that people can't catch. Right. You know, yeah. no-name guys. Yeah. He would throw it up, give them the chance. They were bringing them down for him. Love for Because his dad would have wanted him to play. Yes. All right, quick uh, thing. Some lady, uh, who is this? Linda. Um, 
I got to disagree hardcore. Linda she said, who? Uh, Linda Simmons. Oh, I Linda love Linda Dodson. Simmons. She said grape nuts. All right, grape nuts. No, she's Those wrong. Are the little like ferret pill? Yeah. So, so that Linda. They feed to rats. So Linda is. So you know how you always <laughs> have that lady that takes you under her wing and yes. just becomes mom to you. Yes. So Linda's that to me. She loves me. She makes sure I'm fed, taken care of, supports me. You ever have someone who supports you and you know they don't even agree? Sure. Like, but she's Absolutely. like, that's, that's my boy and they I want to support you. it. Yes, that's Linda for that's me. That's love. And this okay. pains me to say, she's wrong. Grape nuts Grape terrible. nuts. I can't. Literally. Get, who wants? That, that shit it, looks exactly what you feed it break, it, it breaks my heart. I'm, I might have to cut her off after this What's one. What's up, baby? I know. He's We're about to roll. This is our last question. No, Gary knows. He's got to roll and pick up his mother-in-law. By the way, babe, where do you stand on grape nuts as a cereal? Have you ever had them? They look like uh, rat food, don't they? They're the little pellets. No, my dad used to eat them. They, of course he did. Uh, they're nasty. I don't like them. I, I still I, love I Linda. Really I, like I'm not trying to call her out, but she did say number one grape yes, nuts. Yes, she's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I might have to throw her out of the church. Her number two was Raisin Bran Crunch. Though. I might have to throw her out of the church. Raisin she's Brand, she, she's Raisin coming Brand. up to you with Crunch, too, yeah. as number two. Yeah. And then Cocoa Puffs at a three. Uh, you know? I will rock some Cocoa Puffs, but why when I can do Cocoa Krispies? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they'll do in a pinch. If it was right. my top 20, right. they would yeah. be in there. But Grape Nuts would never, ever make any list I would ever make. All right. Never, ever. All right, well, let's end. Let's get it rolled. That was the first All one, right. Sons. This is a blast. Once a month? Hey, if this doesn't tell you, we could go 20 hours, Sons. That's right. All day long. No problem. So we will be back. Uh, keep sending in your questions. I know we didn't get to everybody's. Uh, but we said we wouldn't, and it's nothing personal. And so I think the format's this. I think we're going to tell you a couple of things champions shouldn't do. I think we're going to cover one big topic every time, yep. and then we're going to answer questions. Answer questions. That, so um, send us some topics that you want us to cover absolutely. in depth. If there's something about business, life, or winning that you want covered. Yeah, uh, or failing, hell. <laughs> well, we're going to do that anyway. That's we're going right. to give it to you straight because uh, you see winners here. Uh, we've definitely failed our share. So I'm Uncle Randy. It's Gary Lamb. Thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, we had a huge turnout the whole show. We love you guys for watching. And this will be out on all of your platforms uh, soon where you can get the audio podcast. So uh, we'll see you guys next month. You got anything for me? You want to give out your socials? Let's give out our socials. How uh, can they reach you? On social, I'm Gary Lamb on Instagram. I'm Gary Lamb on Twitter. I'm Gary Lamb on Facebook. And go follow all my Black Sheep Project stuff. And um Grab you a hat or shirt. Yeah, and uh, I did piggyback on Gary Lamb's uh, recommendation. Uh, Uncle Randy just joined TikTok. It's the Uncle Randy. Yep. And uh, I'll be putting out some crazy videos soon. I'm I'm also learning about TikTok. The shit is addicting. Yes. Don't start watching it unless you you are don't want to sleep. Yes. The shit's hilarious. Yes. Though. All right. We'll holler at y'all later. See ya. Deuces. Later. We are out, sir. <laughs>